Hello everyone, uh, my name is Graydon Webb and last night I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and I've been having thoughts about it all night and now I'm in a car. <laughs> Pardon all of the background noise, but uh, I thought I would do a little something like Josh did with his Driver Kansas City series that he's begun. You can go and find that in this exact same podcast feed. But, yeah, I was thinking about writing about the film, and then I realized, you know what, there's a lot to talk about. Um, I guess consider this kind of a spoiler cast. I'm going to record it in parts, so the sound, the audio quality may shift around a little bit, but um, hopefully I can edit it together and it doesn't sound too crazy. I live in a town and surrounding towns with a lot of potholes, so pardon any bumps and problems. But uh, yeah, so it's been out for a couple of weeks now, and uh, Guardians, if you don't know about it, it is a Marvel film. It, <laughs> you shouldn't really start with this one if you don't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. I... So I've loved Guardians since the very beginning. I forgot for this first part I have a water bottle <laughs> in my car full of ice. So it's just going to be shaking around for a bit. This is abysmal. Anyway, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe, I want to say the first one came out in 2014, I think. And it was a big difference for the MCU that we had seen so far because it was really like a full-on comedy film um, very focused on a team of misfits kind of thrown together to save you know the galaxy to become the guardians of the galaxy they um, it, yeah, yeah you don't you didn't really see that going on just yet I think there was an Avengers film but even then like that wasn't full-on uh, yeah, it was, there was definitely a Avengers show, because I believe Guardians came out with Phase 2. I'm looking too into this, but um, it was instantly a hit, um, became one of the one of the best Marvel movies it's pretty much highly regarded at, as, and I fell in love with it. I really did. I've watched it many, many times. It was, I believe, the first thing, and I know this doesn't really mean anything, but it was like the first thing I went to watch as my first like 4k experience i got a tv and i was like guardians because it's just a big visual spectacle it's just a lot of fun like that first movie you can just watch over and over again and it is just a fantastic time and then the second one came out i believe in 2018 or not not 19 i'd say 18 17 um and it's good. People, some people like it even more. Um, it introduced a lot of cool new characters, a lot of cool new, well, a cool new villain. Um, I'm going to be stopping my recording in just a second and starting up again in a moment. So pardon me, please, while I, all right, I will return. All right, I've returned. Got my stereotypical Duncan and I'm ready to go. Can I? Can I please go? Thank you. Oh my god. 
not only is it Duncan, but it's Massachusetts roads. It's the worst thing, the, the worst of both worlds. <clears throat> but I digress. So Guardians 2 um, was just as big. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like it as much as the first one because it kind of tried to be a little deeper and um, it it explored Star-Lord's backstory, which is cool, and I'll get into that a little later, but, like, my relationship with Star-Lord, but, I mean, I wasn't loving the new characters, and, but then ultimately, like, it brought things around, I mean, I'll spoil it too, um, spoilers for all the Guardian series, but Yondu's death was pretty, was a pretty big deal, and it really, like, it was just one of those emotional moments in a Marvel movie where you're like, oh, they're really doing this. They're really taking some kind of risk. I mean, I know he wasn't necessarily a guardian and he wasn't, like, really big part of the plot, but it worked for that film because it was all about Peter's father and you realize, like, oh, Yondu's, like, a better father than Ego ever was and then, then he dies. Like, they both die, so it just kind of leaves Peter to have this weird like pretty realistic personal crisis of like oh all of my father figures are gone who am I supposed to be now and that's a big deal for like a childish kind of kind of man baby that Star-Lord can be at times so uh yeah it's the two was a pretty good movie um in the in the end and then we didn't see that movie so we saw them in uh were they in Infinity War? Yes. Yes, they were. Because Infinity War is where everything kind of went to shit. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm, I know I know I'm just like doing a big recap of everything. I'll try to speed this shit up. But essentially, um, Gamora and Nebula are Thanos' children. Thanos comes around in Infinity War. He kills Gamora. He has to sacrifice her to get the Soul Stone. And this sets Peter off because they are in love. And um, he ends up making a brash decision when he has Thanos in his grasp. And it basically allows Thanos to do the snap, do the, uh, the cause the blip to happen. And yeah, so now he's living with that. Um, plus, after Endgame, we have this Gamora back from another timeline, but she doesn't remember any of the Guardians, like, any of their history together. So that really fucks with Peter a lot. And um, then I even went... I didn't watch a lot of this phase yet. Um, I've seen Doctor Strange and the Marvels, the, the shows, the TV shows, um, Disney Plus shows. But, yeah, like... I watched Thor the beginning just to see the Guardians part where they basically leave Thor because they had him at the end of Endgame and then I watched the holiday special which I thought was really really bad uh, just very cringy and meh and the only thing I really got out of that was that like they they own nowhere now which may have been a thing in the second Guardians but I can't recall and um, Mantis is Peter's sister so that's really all you get out of there Plus some romping with Kevin Bacon. If you like him, you can go ahead and watch it. But I would just... I don't recommend it. Um, so that brings us to Guardians 3. And I'm going to be getting out of my car shortly. So I'm thinking that I may stop it here. Um, but essentially just the big picture of it all is that Guardians always 
it, it always took a back seat to the main MCU stuff. Like, it was a cool comedy on its own, and it was really good as, like, a James Gunn comedy trilogy. Um, I mean, you look at the Suicide Squad, it's the same thing, stands on its own, doesn't have to do with much DCEU continuity, it just is, and it works so well as its own product. Um, and Guardians uh, 1, 2, 3, <laughs> 1, 2, 3, all three of them, um, they don't really, while they fall into, like, the Infinity Saga and now the uh, Multiverse Saga, they don't really need to. I mean, the first one was about one of the Infinity Stones, but it could have just as much been a different MacGuffin, and it would have been totally fine. So, they've always had that tie to Thanos through Gamora and Nebula, but in general, you can watch all these movies. My, my family watched these movies without caring about any of the MCU stuff, and they had a great time with, well, one and two. They didn't see three, which I now regret, because everyone who loves one and two will love three, regardless of anything like you don't need to know really any of the mcu current stuff like except for you might go oh their sister their siblings mantis and peter i don't remember that happening but all right i guess it is so yeah um i will get into why i recommend it so much and why i love this movie so much when i return so guardians three um i forget kind of where i was so i think i'm just gonna like do like a little synopsis um, just touch on little things, but I'm not going to go through like a whole, a whole story because it really is a film I want you to see. I want everybody to see it. It's just, I, I haven't had this fun with a Marvel movie in a long time. Like I said, I have seen, I think only Doctor Strange in this phase four and, or is this phase five? I want to say it's four. And I know that a lot of people aren't enjoying the current offerings like uh, Quantumania didn't do so great and uh, I don't know there was something else oh Wakanda Forever didn't super deliver like I mean it was a very high bar to be Black Panther again but yeah so it's not but but like I had said earlier this Guardians feels like something that just didn't have to be a part of all of that giant mainline MCU stuff. Um, so it really it really serves as like if, I mean, I guess I'll start with if Guardians 2 was about Star-Lord, this was about Rocket. Um, there's a very heavy focus on Rocket. It's a lot about his origin story. And I mean, since the first movie, we've heard like he doesn't enjoy being called a raccoon. He doesn't want to talk about where he's from, where he, what happened to him, the the metallic parts of him that we see like on his back and like his hands and stuff. There's just there's a lot of cybernetic things about him that we don't know about. So that is explored in this film, and um, what I really liked about it was I so I don't know much about the Guardians comics. I'd love to read them, but I know that the MCU Guardians really kind of flipped everything on its head in terms of like how they're all about music, they're all about comedy, they're like it was a very different team in the comics. And Rocket's story I know from the Telltale game, 
which I always recommend to people. It was my 2017 game of the year, which hopefully I will be fixing soon. Keep an eye on the YouTube channel for that. But it is very, uh, it's up there for me. I really, really love that series, Telltale Rest in Peace, though they're kind of back now. Um, and yeah, so there's like, it explores all of their their origins, kind of. And Rockets is seen where he was kind of taken as a baby. He is a raccoon, uh, go figure. And a lot of uh, just experiments were done on him. And he made like really great friends with these other animals that were experimented on and abused and turned into like cyborg creations and they did it with this cool way I don't think this is like really part of that story but like it was all done by the villain of the film who is the uh the grand ex grand uh and I want to say inquisitor executioner high evolutionary that is his name and he is a fucking beast like absolutely from what I've seen of Kang in Loki and bits and pieces of Quantumania this guy Kang doesn't hold a candle to this guy like this dude is scary as hell uh he's got like this this thing about him where he can try to be very like he has these moments with Rocket that seem very sweet and he encourages him and tries to be his protector and then he just gets really manipulative and I mean shucks them all around the room with fucking telekinesis like he's a he's an asshole and he's like he does kind of look like Robocop he has like this this visual about him that is terrifying I mean I'll, I'll spoil it because Brock had ripped his face off so getting to explore this backstory was really cool and um it kind of brings around a thing that i wanted to touch on that feels like a bit of a sidebar but i've heard a lot of people talking about the mcu like their uh, cg effects not being as good these days it really does feel like it's all about these these visual effects that just don't hit right compared to things like iron man the original uh I guess the original trilogy or just just really earlier movies where they put a lot of love and care into how things looked and now you look at like what is it the multiverse of madness and it was just a a real clusterfuck of fake effects but what i really like about guardians 3 with the exception of i didn't like what they did to groot I think he looks really fucking goofy. Um, I asked my dad, because he, he looked like it in the car holiday special, too, which I had just seen, like, the day before. And I asked my dad, like, why the hell does Groot look like that? And I think he said something like, oh, he's supposed to be a big, buff teenager. But, like, I, I don't understand why he has to look like he's wearing an eye party mask. Like, he, a lot of Groot looked like it was just a guy in a suit, like like a Disney walk-around suit, and not trying to be this cool spectacle that the original Groot was. He was, like, really cool. Um, he does do some cool things where he shrinks or he gets bigger, and that looked neat, but it was just goofy for the most part. But aside from that, makeup 
was going overtime in this movie, and like it, it looked really good. Like all the animal creatures that the High Evolutionary made, like these creepy hybrids, they all looked really good. Um, the the effects of his face peeling off that looked awesome, and there was just a, and, and even things like the CG didn't look terrible. Um, there's one big fight scene in a hallway it's uh, toward the end of the film, and it just it all looked really, really cool. Um, I guess my other CG gripe is I don't understand why Cosmo, Cosmo needs to be a CGI dog. Like, we've been doing shit for years since, like, Santa Buddies or whatever the fuck, Air Buddies, where they, uh, you just take a dog and you put, like, a computer-generated mouth on it. And, like, yeah, that can kind of look silly sometimes, but, like, you could probably make it look better these days. But instead, they would just have, they'd have shots of a real dog, obviously, when he was walking or sitting down and, like, like his tail was wagging because he's a dog. Like, he was just being a dog. But whenever it was a dog needing to, like, show emotion, not even show emotion, like, it was still, like, a dog. It just, it kind of had that weird, like, Lion King, um, the, the new Lion King, Uncanny Valley, which is strange because they're animals, but, like just I don't know you could do a lot better I don't know why it was harder to believe it took me out of it that Cosmo was just a dog because I mean they normally are I say they because in the comic I believe Cosmo's a boy and this one they were saying she a lot and has the voice of a girl I believe um <clears throat> so Cosmo is a girl in the MCU but anyway I just, I don't know, that took me out of it whenever they would show these close-ups and it would be a CG dog. But I digress. Um, getting back to the original point about Gar uh, Rocket's friends, like, a lot of it is Rocket and his past, and that's a lot of, like, just CGI animation. And I thought it all looked pretty good. I thought um, his friends, Lila, Floor, and Teefs, all looked pretty cool they were all pretty believable even as animals i know i just said a thing about cosmo but like these ones looked pretty cool because they were they were cybernetic enhanced so they didn't have to look like real but um yeah it was all very believable and and just really emotional like it really did bring bring a beautiful story um i will say i have so i've watched a lot of video essays recently on MCU and Star Wars and things. I just, I love watching, I love watching reviews and critical analysis of the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. And, um, just because there's such this love-hate relationship with it through all of, like, geekdom and I want to know what's, <laughs> what side I should fall on. But, uh, with Rise of Skywalker particularly, uh, people talked about the fake-out deaths. There's a lot of, I think it's like three or four times where you think a character's going to die and then they don't. And it really takes you out of caring about stakes, really feeling like there's anything going to happen to these characters that you love. And Guardians 3 does that twice. Um, I mean, we're, we're going full spoilers. Rocket is essentially dying for the first, like, three quarters of the movie, and, um, 
he's like hooked up to an incubator and you go through these memories as he's having like convulsions and these medical uh, emergencies and you think he's gonna die for the whole movie and then they're like oh we can finally save him we got the thing we need and then he does die and then there's this little um, Harry and Dumbledore at the train station <laughs> memory with him and Lila and she basically tells him to go back and it's not his time yet and it is beautiful it is like really emotional and I, I'm a sucker for like friendship shit so when Rocket wakes up and like hugs he, uh, he hugs Quill it's particularly who it is he hugs Star-Lord who he has always had like this not even love-hate relationship but like they're frenemies sometimes and uh, like they're always fighting for uh, leadership and like decisions Ro uh, Peter doesn't always follow Rocket and uh, it's just like it, he sees him and is really happy and then of course Groot is there and Groot's his best friend forever so it's just like those two guys being there to see him live and then when they all hear him over the radio um, Peter calls into Nebula and Drax and Mantis who are in a completely different area and they hear Rocket speak for the first time and realize that he's okay and that was just like waterworks like that was like the end of the Martian uh, spoilers where he hears his friends on the radio and um, he just like it, it gives him the will to live um, little sidebar fun fact that I saw recently about that I guess when that scene was being done and Matt Damon's character in the Martian wonderful movie by the way wonderful book um, he's they're like trying to pull him home and he's like losing hope in getting there he's kind of floating around in a shuttle in space and all of a sudden he hears his friends over the radio and I guess when they did this scene it was basically just Matt Damon and uh is it Ridley, Ridley Scott right and it, like they were just kind of doing this after the fact but all of the actors weren't there because they had already done their parts so anyway long story short sorry about this Matt Damon is floating around there so to speak and he hears them and he actually cries because that was like it's so much more than just his astronaut family it was the actors that he hadn't been with for a while and like he heard those voices and those are genuine tears that you see and a genuine emotion from Matt Damon like oh my, my family's with me and that's like really beautiful um, so that kind of thing when that happened with ro the rocket situation it was great and it made me not really I didn't give a shit about the fake out death but going into this movie, I thought, oh, maybe Rocket... I didn't watch a lot of trailers, but I'd heard, like, oh, maybe Rocket's gonna die. And then I saw a little bit of something that made me think, like a promotional material, made me think Star-Lord died. And I got real worried because, um, I mean, I'll go into this right now, but my being for a lot of my formative years here in the past, like, decade have been... Star-Lord and Kylo Ren and this is where I kind of get into like my eulogy part for this whole thing the reason I wanted to make this um and they're just great characters they're very well-rounded I enjoy their look I enjoy their performances they're just captivating to me I like their energy and I have a lot of merch by them I have a lot of 
fan art. I just enjoyed their vibe. And Rise of Skywalker came, and again, spoilers for it, but Kylo Ren, he gets kind of an arc, and you think, oh, he's going to be a good guy. And then they fuck it up, they make him kiss Rey out of nowhere, and then he dies. And it's just like, he was supposed to be it. Like, he was, he is the Skywalker that rises. Like, it would just make sense. And you fucked it up to give it to Rey, who, I mean, as I know it's a polarized, we're not going to get into it, but like, I don't really think she deserves her ending that she has there. But it's not even her ending, because she'll come back. But uh, I digress. So Star-Lord, like Kylo Ren, that ruined it for me. And it really hurt how that ended. Guardians 3 is the perfect ending of anything. It, it, it's the best trilogy. I, I can I can think, well, I mean, <laughs> I, love, I love Lord of the Rings. I love fucking, I mean, I don't know what other trilogies off the top of my head. I don't know. There's other good movies, yes. But I'm saying... Guardians, the Guardians of the Galaxy arc in the MCU is just beautiful. It's probably my favorite trilogy. Well, not probably. It definitely is my favorite trilogy in the MCU. And it serves on its own. You don't have to know anything about the other shit. You just watch it and you can have an arc on every character. I know I said I was going to be like kind of a synopsis, but I didn't go into a lot of stuff. But like Nebula gets an arc. She ends up being good. She overcomes her her uh, her trauma in the end with Thanos. Um, she learns what Drax means to her, what Mantis means to her, what the, like the reason why every guardian is important to the team. And everybody learns that. Gamora, when she's there, she starts off like, I'm not the Gamora, you know, like, stop trying to shape me into it, and in the end, she, yes, she goes back to her Ravager family, but she still, like, learns what it means to be a Guardian, and why they fight for what they fight for, and who they love, and fucking Kraglin, it's like, he sees Yondu there, and uses his whistle, like, it's beautiful, like, every little person gets an art, he and Cosmo's relationship is really sweet in this, like, and it's funny, it's just everything, everything falls into place and I don't even remember the original thing I was saying because I went into the whole Kylo Ren arc and the whole uh, Rise of Skywalker thing the fake out death that's what it was with Star-Lord I was I was not expecting it and the way that it's done is so beautiful where he freezes and and the, <laughs> the music freezes in his hand And then Adam Warlock shows up. <laughs> and to just kind of sidebar a little bit, Adam Warlock, especially coming from the video game where he was like really cool. Yeah, he was kind of a goofus, but he was awesome and he had he served a purpose. This movie, he didn't really serve a purpose. He was played well by, um, what's his face? Ah, fuck. Something with a P. God. The Maze Runner guy. The uh, Bandersnatch guy. Anyway. <laughs> and Adam it, it is Adam isn't it Adam P Polter Polter Adam Polter right uh, Mike Polter Mark I don't fucking know anyway he um <laughs> where did I get that but it's just really 
like that that came and it was like okay it was i'm glad that star lord's alive but that fake out was a bit more like i didn't want anyone to die but i guess i was expecting someone to and the fact that they were all saved kind of felt like eh but i think what made up for it was that they all went their separate ways they were still like we're not gonna kill off your characters but we're going to do it in a way like like endgame did Endgame killed off its characters, kind of, its big, its big two, and then was like, here's why we're gonna have a new family, like a new set, and this one was like, no, they're just gonna go live their lives, like, they're still there if you need them, but right now, you can start anew, and I can't even recall exactly what made me burst into tears the hardest. I think... I wish I could remember. I just can't remember the last time that I loved something so much. Um, any, it, <laughs> it just felt so good. It was such a personal experience to see everything come to fruition. I was shouting at the screen audibly in every fight scene. Every emotional beat caught me and really just had me hung up on like, uh, there were just, just aspects of it that were so moving and exciting and when he goes home. Star-Lord decides he has to live and he goes home and his arc you watch his arc complete it, who gets that like sure you can get that in a single film but to have a trilogy take you on a journey with a character that you find so amazing so fun and then it just feels like, here you go. You loved this. We put, we wrapped it up with a little bow and joy. And that is what Guardians 3 did. It just, it felt worth it. Every bit felt worth it. I mean, you even get to see, like the way I explained it to my dad was, Endgame just happened and then the next shows start like Disney Plus shows started up new movies started coming out and it was just like well time to start a new saga but you didn't get to see people really make up for it, like deal with the effects everybody in Guardians 3 is going through the effects of Endgame you get to see it all I suppose No Way Home did it too which is another near perfect MCU movie but and I love Spider-Man. I, I love Spider-Man. I just don't love his whole arc in the MCU because I'm not a big fan of... Uh, I didn't love Homecoming. And I don't love, really, Tom Holland Spider-Man. But that's just me. So, what I loved about the endgame effects in Guardians 3 is you really get to see, like, everybody going through their own shit. 
they didn't have time to just get up and move on. Like, yeah, Guardian, yeah, Rocket's going through his own stuff, but everyone had some kind of effect, especially Peter. And as a as a Star Lord fan, like it was really big to just see him be like, you know what? I had love. I fucked it up. I lost her. I have to pick myself up and move on. And like, I have to live. I gotta be me. And it felt. <laughs> this sounds so stupid, but you kind of you get it as like, especially as like a geek that likes properties, intellectual properties like this. I had to let him go, and it felt like I was able to. You know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds so dumb. Like, people on the outside are like, what the fuck are you talking about? But, like, I don't know. You like football? Think of it like... Think of it like when you had the fucking, oh, Tom Brady left the Patriots. <laughs> Back to Massachusetts. But, like, I don't know. You had to let the dude go. Some people didn't. Some people make him a fucking lifestyle, which is weird. But, like, the dude's not on your team anymore. You gotta let him go. And you kind of want to see it happen in a way that he shows that he still has respect, you know, for where he came from and that you can be happy for him. That's how I feel about this finale. So, essentially, now I'm trying to think, is there anything that I'm forgetting about it? Um, I guess minor things as I'm finishing up. I really like the new ship. I think it was called the Bowie, which is awesome. I didn't know they were getting a new ship because I don't remember what happened to the Benatar. Maybe uh, something in Endgame, but I have to go back and watch it. I, I miss the Milano like crazy, but I do like that this Bowie can split off mini Milanos. That was kind of sick. Um, the soundtrack holds up. A cool mix of old and new. Like, they had some Florence and the Machine in there. They had um, a song San Francisco by the Mowglies that I really enjoy. Um, and then just some old shit. And a really adorable nod to come and get your love at the end. Oh, please. If you haven't seen the stinger, you have to. It's wonderful. And I mean, the final stinger, as we're doing full spoilers, is that Star-Lord will return. I don't know when and how, because I did see an article headline that was like, Chris Pratt says he'd return to Star-Lord if the need arises. Like, which is awesome, but do they have something planned? Who knows? I am in it for the ride. But, uh, yeah. It's a great time. It's, gr it's really, really good. I am just really blown away, and... I mean, I don't remember, I don't think if I said it in here, but it brought me to tears. Absolutely. I've never cried so hard in a movie. Or at the very least, I can't remember the last time I did. But when he went home from that whole, honestly, from Star-Lord's, like, fake-out death to the very end, I was, like, crying while I was laughing, while I was sobbing again. I was hyperventilating. I was crying so much. And... It just felt so good. It was just... It just felt like... Oh, man. I, I can't even describe it. I wanted to do a podcast or, or a video because I couldn't put it into words in writing. But I can't even put it into words in speaking. 
it is that impactful, beautiful, amazing. And I will just leave you with thank you, James Gunn, for this trilogy, for giving us something so unique and special and such a wild card to the MCU that we knew and just continuing that. Like, there was a crazy road. He wasn't even going to make this movie. He got fired and then he came back and did it anyway. Like, I, d I don't... It's, it's insane. It's such an insane ride and it is so, so worth every second. So... Please go watch the film. If you, Even if you're not watching the recent Marvel stuff, go and watch this film. Go and watch this trilogy. Enjoy it. Take it in. It will change. It may very well change your life. And uh, I know it did mine. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to follow me and see other little takes I have, I'm at GreatLow777 on Twitter. Please follow this podcast feed. Please follow our YouTube channel at VGUTV. And um, we will have some great content coming out soon. Um, yeah, and I hope that this was cool. I hope this was fun to talk about and um, to just do this little, this little shindig. So I will catch you in the next one. Bye-bye.